You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. I've spent a lot of time over these last couple months talking about the significance of the Kings re-signing Rashawn Holmes this offseason, but there is the possibility that a deal doesn't get done. If the Kings were to try to replace Rashawn, who I still feel is a top priority for this team this summer, if they're going to replace him, is there anything legitimately acquirable out there for the Kings to replace him with? We'll look at that on today's Locked On Kings podcast. Plus, the Kings take on the Utah Jazz tonight. And the Kings offered two new contracts to a couple of players that I really like. It's all for you on today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento Sports Radio host for the last six years. This is season number seven for me, covering the Kings, both as an on-air host and multimedia journalist. And we got some welcome news, some welcome uh, press releases from the Sacramento Kings earlier today. The announcement of the Kings signing both Chemezi Metu and Damian Jones to multi-year Contracts Now, unfortunately, the Kings also had to waive Chris Silva, which is not an incredibly surprising move. But the Mets, who won, is the main one that I want to talk about. No disrespect to Damian Jones. I think he absolutely deserves the contract. I like that they signed him through the rest of this season, and I like that they will have him under contract, a non-guaranteed contract uh, for seasons going forward. But Chemezi Metu has been that guy, and I said it recently on Locked on Kings. I said it on Twitter. A smart team was going to give Chemezi Metu a legitimate contract. A smart team was going to lock him up, bring him in for hopefully multiple years as he has carved his way, really grinded his way uh, to a rotational position with the Sacramento Kings team. Now, I know Sacramento and Kings fans, we have a tendency to attach ourselves to fringe players who are fun stories, those hard workers who fight and claw and scratch their way, who have a very clear ceiling in the NBA, like as good as they can be, but we think they could be more than that. It's been an issue for Sacramento fans, overvaluing talent. And it's not just the Kings fans, it's everybody. Every fan base does this, but especially in Sacramento, we attach our ourselves to these guys, those Jack Cooleys, those John Brockmans, now this Chemezi Metu player. So the expectations for Chemezi Metu should be this, that throughout this contract, he will continue to be a hopefully important rotational piece for this Kings team that can come in and provide great minutes. And the best compliment or the best uh, endorsement that I can give for Chemezi Metu is when he comes into the game, I trust Chemezi Metu to make a positive impact. And that's the best thing that I could say about him. I'm not expecting 15 points. I'm not expecting 10 rebounds. I'm not expecting incredible rim protection or him to make stellar plays. I'm just expecting solid positive impact, which he provides really on both ends of the floor, I feel, on a semi-nightly basis. Now, he's played most of his time at center, although I think his more natural position is power forward. He's certainly undersized to be a center, but he's able to work through that. 
I like this multi-year contract. The terms of the deal were not disclosed. However, I saw reports uh, from Jason Jones of The Athletic that this is around a three-year deal. Uh, so I love the Kings re-signing Chemezi Metsu. Here is what uh, General Manager Monty McNair had to say. He said, Chemezi has worked hard this season and done a terrific do- job to earn his place on the team. He provides toughness and energy to the group. We are happy to watch his career develop in a Kings uniform. So I love that move from the Sacramento Kings. Happy to see Chemezi Metsu back here for the Kings. And then Damian Jones, who just wrapped up his second 10-day contract with the Kings. Apparently, head coach Luke Walton spoke with the team and expressed his desire for uh, Damian Jones to stick around at least through the remainder of the season. That is now an absolute fact. Uh, Damian Jones, another young big uh, who will give the Kings some depth at that position, and there are a lot of question marks. We're going to talk a lot about Rashawn Holmes, of course, Marvin Bagley as well. There are question marks with that position going forward. Now, same kind of expectations with Damian Jones. He has started Started a few games uh, with the injuries to Rashawn Holmes and Marvin Bagley. He got some opportunities to start. He's certainly not an NBA starter, at least in my mind, but maybe he is someone that can provide you certainly depth uh, at that position, but also someone who may be able to work in 10 to 15 minutes maximum a night off the bench as part of your rotation. I don't know if I'd give that to him, but maybe that is his ceiling. Uh, Here's what McNair had to say about Damian Jones. He said, Damian provides a defensive presence and has fit in nicely with our group. We are excited to see his continued growth in Sacramento. So some nice front court depth for the Sacramento Kings. More excited about the uh, Chemezi Metsu signing than I am the Damian Jones signing, but it's, he's another young player. Two guys that you know should be coming into training camp with you uh, next season. I like the moves. I applaud the Sacramento Kings for this. I think it's very well done. Before we move on to our main conversation, talking about the possibility of replacing Rashawn Holmes and what is out there for the Sacramento Kings, It is time for the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week, and this week's award is going to Tyrese Halliburton, who has stepped up in a major way as the Kings' starting point guard with De'Aaron Fox currently out. Tyrese Halliburton, instrumental in the Kings' win over the Dallas Mavericks, was also, uh, he played very well. I thought he played better in the loss to the Golden State Warriors than he did the Mavericks game that the Kings actually won. Uh, He is going to be extremely important tonight if the Kings want to have a chance in hell at defeating the number one seed Utah Jazz, who are coming off of a bad loss themselves. Uh, Everything about this game is shaping up to be a pretty bad loss for Sacramento, but Tyrese Halliburton is going to be incredibly important, as he always is. And Tyrese, the effort that he works, or he puts in, the amount of work that he puts in, uh, not just on the practice floor, but also in the film room, studying film. This is something that he has done throughout his uh, NBA basketball, high school, college, even before that, uh, his career. His dad was a guy that forced him to sit down and watch film from a very young age, and we can see that in his basketball IQ on the floor. But in order to put in that much work, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Like Michelob Ultra, 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. Joy creates success, and enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. You can see Tyrese Halliburton plays with joy, happiness, and enjoyment when he is on the floor. Excited to see how his career will continue here in a Sacramento Kings uniform. He is your Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Michelob Ultra, are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? I want to make it perfectly clear before we start this conversation. I am not looking for the Kings to replace Rashawn Holmes. The point of this exercise is I really don't think there are realistic options that the Kings could go out and acquire that are going to be, one, worth it, and two, provide what Rashawn Holmes provides for this Kings team. 
it's going to be very, very difficult to replace him. And of course, you would love to uh, take Rashawn Holmes and exchange him for like Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic. That stuff's not realistic. The Kings aren't getting a superstar center to come here to Sacramento. But if they do miss out on resigning Sean Holmes, if they do lose him because he's worth too much money or he decides to sign with another team or whatever, are there decent replacements out there that the Kings could go after? The purpose of this exercise is to find out if losing Rashawn Holmes would be the end of the world or not. We're going to look at three things. We're going to look at the current Kings roster. We're going to look at free agency. And we're going to look at the trade market for this upcoming offseason. And current Kings roster is pretty easy. You talk about Damian Jones and Chemezi Metu of the Kings just re-signed. As much as I like those guys, are they going to be able to replace Rashawn Holmes' production here in Sacramento? Absolutely not. Hassan Whiteside, if he was able to, I mean, statistically, with more minutes, he might be able to put up good numbers, but is he going to be able to be an improvement or even match Rashawn, how important he is to this Kings team? I don't think so. And on top of that, I don't expect uh, Hassan Whiteside to be back with the Sacramento Kings uh, after this season comes to a close. And then there's the massive question about Marvin Bagley. And we talked a lot about, is Marvin's natural position the center spot? Would he be better as a center in the NBA? And that was heading into this year. Now, with all the context of this season, we've gotten to the point where, in my mind, it's pretty clear that both parties, the Kings and Marvin Bagley, need to move on. That's another priority of mine for this offseason, is finding a way to move on from Marvin Bagley and the $11 million that he is owed. So, I would take Bagley out of the equation here. If the Kings do lose Rashawn Holmes, they can't move on from Marvin Bagley. He's, I guess, the best option on this Kings roster to fill that spot. Statistically, if he stays healthy and if things click, I guess he could be an improvement over Rashawn Holmes. But there's a lot of what-ifs or things have to go right in that scenario versus the Kings going out and getting a replacement for Rashawn that they can count on being close to, if not the same, level of production. So let's take a look at free agency. Now, Monty McNair in his first real full offseason with the Sacramento Kings coming into this summer, and he's going to learn pretty quickly that the Kings operate at a disadvantage in the free agency market. Of course, he would love to change that, and one way you change that is having a winning team, which the Kings don't have. Another way of changing that is being willing to spend money. Now, we have seen the Kings far too many times overpay for middle-of-the-road talent. So let's take a look at this free agency market and see what is available out there that could be close to the equal production, maybe a tiny improvement, most likely a small downgrade from Rashawn Holmes if they were to lose him. And I already went through this free agency list and wrote down some targets that I could see being in the conversation, although I'll be honest with you, many of these I know are not going to be at the same level of production that Rashawn is and will be for the Kings if he is re-signed. Let's start with Cody Zeller, currently with the Charlotte Hornets, averaging 9.7 rebounds, a couple assists in 38 games. He has been paid $5.4 million this season. We're going to pay a lot of attention to money here because if the Kings don't resign Rashawn Holmes, it's probably because they're not able to afford him. We know it's not because they don't want him. We know the Kings want Rashawn Holmes. It's are they going to be able to afford him? Cody Zeller and his $5 million range contract, a lot more affordable than the projected 12, 13, 15, 17 million potentially that Rashawn might get. Now, we have no idea what the market value for Rashawn Holmes is and what it's going to be, but I imagine he's going to be looking for a payday hovering around that 14, 15 million dollars a year range. And are the Kings going to be able to pay that or willing to pay that? There's Jarrett Allen, 
who's a restricted free agent with the Chicago, or rather the Cleveland Cavaliers, excuse me, averaging 13.2 points, nine rebounds, one and a half blocks. I think he would be close to an improvement over Rashawn if the Kings were able to get him, certainly younger. However, he's a restricted free agent, and I reached out to one of my friends over at the Locked On Cavaliers podcast, and he told me that not only did the Cavs desire to match whatever deal he gets, they're comfortable matching within the 18 to $20 million range. That's probably more than what the Kings feel comfortable paying, so I feel pretty confident taking Jarrett Allen out of the equation. Don't laugh at this one because he's an option out there if the Kings need Willie Cauley-Stein averaging 5.6 points, 4.3 rebounds, and just under a block a game for the Dallas Mavericks. Of course, Sacramento Kings fans very familiar with Willie. One reason they like Rashawn Holmes so much is because Rashawn is consistently able to provide what Willie could not consistently here in Sacramento, Uh, but he is an option out there. Now, he does have a team option worth $4.1 million. And according to Nick Engstadt from the Locked On Mavericks podcast, it's unlikely the Mavs exercise that option because they want to use that cap space elsewhere. So Willie could be a cheap option. However, I'm pretty confident in saying that I think fans would prefer Damian Jones or Chemezi Metu getting minutes at that point. I like Willie. I will always like Willie. The personality, I think he's a better basketball player than people give him credit for, although is he going to be up to the level of Rashawn Holmes? No. He's not. There's JaVale McGee, who's averaging 7.6 points, 5.1 rebounds, and 1.1 blocks this season, being paid $4.2 million. He could be a cheap option. Kevon Looney with the Golden State Warriors. He has a player option worth $5.17 million. Kevon Looney, I don't think, would be up to the same level of production as Rashawn Holmes, but he could be a viable option out there. Now, if you're going to take him away from the Golden State Warriors, I imagine you're going to have to pay more than that $5.17 million. And is Kevon worth $6, $7 million in your eyes? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, Serge Ibaka with the LA Clippers, averaging 10.9 points, 6.7 rebounds, 1.2 blocks. He has a player option worth $9.7 million. You're going to have to pay more than that uh, to get him out of LA, and I think he accepts that option anyway and won't even be available. I imagine at the end of his career, he'll want to stick there with the LA Clippers, but he could be someone that I could see plug in for a short-term fit at that center spot. Same with Montrez Harrell, who has a player option with the other LA team, the Lakers. Now, Montrez has had a down season, 14 points, 6.6 rebounds, 1.1 assists. His player option is also for $9.7 million. I could see him buying out more or declining that option more uh, than Serge Ibaka just because of how tough, I guess, he's had it with the Lakers at this point in time, but I still think he accepts that option over coming to Sacramento. And if he did uh, decide to decline in the Kings, or to make a real offer for him, it would probably have to be in the 10 to $11 million range, at least in my mind. Uh, there's Nerlens Noel, averaging 5.1 points, 6.5 rebounds, 2.1 blocks. He's 27 years old, being paid $5 million this year. He's been an NBA journeyman, but a rim protector, and I don't believe he'd match Rashawn Holmes in terms of production, but I think he could be a not-so-significant downgrade. Now, Nerlens Noel is a starting center, though. Uh, don't know how I feel about that. Dwight Howard, 6.8 points, 8.4 rebounds a game, paid $2.6 million. He could be another cheap option, very obviously at the tail end of his career. No idea why he'd choose to come to Sacramento, but he could fill that position for a year, I guess. There's Zach Collins, who is more of a power forward in Portland, and he's also a restricted free agent. I highly doubt the Trailblazers let him walk. 
He's had some significant injury issues as well, but I guess he could be a name for the Kings to keep their eyes on. Uh, also in Portland, Ennis Cantor. Now, I like this option potentially. 11.9 points, 11.5 rebounds per game. He's being paid $5.01 million this year, and that's rounded up. I don't know if the drop-off in production from Rashawn Holmes to Ennis Cantor would be that significant. I know Ennis is a very different type of center, kind of a bigger body, but the Kings need that physicality. So if they were to lose Rashawn Holmes, I think they could do a lot worse than signing Ennis Cantor, although I imagine it would probably take a similar contract of 5 to maybe even $7 million. Those were the names that I saw in free agency that I thought were realistic targets, many of them downgrade still over Rashawn Holmes, but some of them decent options. But that list shouldn't convince you, nor does it convince me, that losing Rashawn Holmes wouldn't be a bad thing for Sacramento. Now let's look at the trade market, where Monty McNair has mentioned wanting to make some moves, and this is a little more difficult to project. All I did was looked at a list of centers that are not free agents that I could see the Kings potentially going out and trying to trade for who would be equal or maybe even a small upgrade over Rashawn. Again, these don't have the superstar names because those are not realistic targets, but this is the list I put together. Mitchell Robinson from the New York Knicks, slight downgrade maybe. Thomas Bryant from the Wizards, also a slight downgrade. Clint Capella from the Hawks, I would say a slight upgrade based off of how he's done. Brooke Lopez from the Bucks, maybe close to similar production, if not a slight downgrade. Steven Adams from the Pelicans, slight upgrade. Al Horford from the Thunder, I would say probably slight downgrade overall, especially with the fact that he comes with $27 million that he's owed next year and then $26 million the year after. And then finally, Jonas Valanciunas with the Memphis Grizzlies. Those are the names that I put together in the trade market that realistically the Kings might be able to negotiate for. Any of those names intrigue you? If so, send me your proposed deal for them. I'll let you know if the Kings or if that team accepts that deal, if it's a good deal, if it's a bad deal, if it's even possible, send them to me at Matt George Radio on Twitter, or email me mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. But through doing this entire exercise, I came to the same conclusion that I had at the start. Resigning Rashawn Holmes is still a top priority. The Kings need to find a way to get it done. If they lose Rashawn for nothing, if they're not able to pay him, it looks really, really bad for Monty McNair, and I think it sets the Kings back. Maybe even further than we all realize. All that Rashawn Holmes research got me hungry, but thankfully I have a Built Bar here right next to me. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors. My favorite is mint brownie, which I just so happen to have here with me, making me extra excited. There's also orange, German chocolate, my wife's favorite cookies and cream, and so many more. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and on top of being delicious, they are healthy. Look, I've told you this before. I'm a picky eater, especially when it comes to protein-based products. I like flavor more than anything else, and normally with protein products, I can kind of taste that protein in there, right? You taste it more than the flavor of the actual item. Not with Built Bar. I bite into a mint brownie Built Bar, I'm just tasting mint brownie. That's it. These bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They're great for the keto diet. And if you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 right now, you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. 
I'm looking at the money line right now for the Sacramento Kings versus the Utah Jazz tonight on betonline.ag. And I'm not going to lie to you. I thought it would be more significant than what it is. Betonline.ag, the official sports gambling partner of the Locked On Podcast Network, has the Utah Jazz minus nine tonight. And I think if I were betting on this game, I think I would take the Jazz minus nine coming off the bad loss that they're suffering, plus how shorthanded the Sacramento Kings are. Yeah, I think the Utah Jazz are winning by double digits in tonight's game. You can make money on this game and so many others on betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. With baseball season in full swing, you can track all the action on BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action, too. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prepare for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts yeah i have low expectations for the kings and this utah jazz game tonight maybe we'll see more chemezi metu or damian jones after the contracts that they signed i want to hear your feedback on this Rashawn Holmes or replacing Rashawn Holmes conversation. I want to hear your thoughts on the free agency targets that I listed. I want to hear your thoughts on some of the trade targets that I listed, whether or not you like any of those, any of your trade proposals that you put together, send them to me. Uh, And your thoughts on maybe other free agents or trade targets that I might have missed or left out that you think could be equal to or an improvement over the Rashawn Holmes production. Maybe even slight drop-off as well. It's okay if the Kings have a slight drop-off, although I think... Everybody would agree it'd just be better overall to have Rashawn Holmes back in Sacramento. Send them to me at Matt George Radio on Twitter, or you can email me mgeorge at saclocalmedia.com. We will be back tomorrow to recap this Kings and Jazz. I'm just going to go ahead and say loss tonight. Uh, Like I said, I think it's going to be a double-digit loss, but hopefully there's some good stuff to pull from this game for us to discuss and more, so please join me on the next episode of Locked on Kings. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to the Locked on Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.